So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, hello and welcome back to the So, hello and welcome back to the next episode of the Self-Development with Tactics fucking podcast. And, yeah, I'm pretty happy to be here again. I have to say, um, the following thing that we are going through is rework on the James... No, it's the paulminus.com website. I always say James Clear, but James Clear is actually an author of, uh, of Atomic Habits, I think it is called. So, basically, a pretty famous and a pretty, I think, known book, I would say. Um, but we will go through Rework. And Rework is an amazing book. Also because I went through the same shit that I'm going through right now once, just before it. Why? Uh, during the episode, I just noticed, okay, there is... You know, I, I didn't enjoy the episode. I didn't enjoy going through this and I left out a lot of things. A really lot of things and uh, the episode before it was also some kind of mediocre I just you know I was very hungry I do have to say that but it, it wasn't somehow I hate perfectionism and I do fuck with quality you know I just so, so much give a fuck about the quality you know for sure there has to be a serious base I always talk about you know a base of seriousness you know I won't put up put out shit that is so shit you know, really so shit that it's not, that it's undebatable that it is shit. <laughs> um, but in terms of the quality, you know, it's it's so subjective. So therefore, I'm really trying to not be too perfectionistic and too just into, I don't know, just trying to do as good as possible. I do just see you now that I'm running deeply out of time. So I do think this is going to be a quite short episode. The problem is... I once gone through this whole shit that I'm now going through and I noticed, okay, you know, it's it's not going that well as I wanted and I also had to stop the recording three times because I was cold, because people came in and whatsoever. I shouldn't complain. And I was talking about not complaining. I won't complain. It's what it is and I can't, I can't reverse it right now. Um, and then I thought like, you know what, I do not want to, you know, let the episode be like it is because I left out a lot of things. I didn't talk about a lot of things. I was kind of pissed, deeply pissed on about the things that happened during the episode that I kind of, yeah, really left out a lot of great information and I didn't understand what I was actually talking and reading about. And then I thought to myself and said to myself, no, I do not want to put this out. Not because of the quality and not because... You know, I was pissed on during the episode and it is mainly because I know that there is some great information in it and I didn't just, you know, I didn't underline it. And I do, you know, you can just, you know, read through this as well, but I'm not there to just, you know, talk about some things just mediocrely. You know, I'm there to talk about things that are standing here and if the things that are standing here are so important as I think about them, then I should underline them and then I should just, you know, distribute them and then I should share it with all the people that are watching and listening and whatsoever. And if I'm not doing this, I'm just somehow failing my purpose. And my purpose is to spread these information that I find value and I find that they are very valuable and I just left them out, left them out, left them out. <laughs> and I want to give you something. 
and I knew that I could have given you way more than the episode before. Therefore, I'm just going through, going through this one once again. So the first thing is, uh, the business versus the startup debate is not quite a debate, but they say basically, maybe I can go through it a little quicker. Um, yeah, so the basic, the first paragraph there, you know, uh, fuck, you can't see my fucking, you know, cursor. But the first paragraph, so what you're just pretty much seeing, if you're in a video on a podcast, I'll just, you know, talk about whatever. Um, it's not a debate, but they say you should rather focus on having a business than having a startup. The thing is, a lot of startups have the opportunity, I would now say, that they just say, okay, you know, we somehow get bankrupt and we somehow fucked everything off and, you know, our employees are so unhappy, but we are a startup, so everything is okay. This is just the thing. I understand this and I believe in it that it is actually true, that you can say this because you're a startup, nobody will angry will be angry at you, even though you get bankrupt, even though you fuck with your fucking employees, even though, even though, even though. The thing therefore is just... Yeah, this is shitty, first of all. And second of all, try to be a business. Which means, um, which means, and just searching for the paragraph or the line. Um, okay, we are a startup. If you go into your project treating it as a real business, you are much likely to succeed. Worry about profit from the get-go. Very important. Gary Vee always says that there are a lot of startups who do not have any profit Especially Uber. Uber didn't make any profit yet, which was something that I was quite surprised by. But um, a lot of startups do kind of not have any profit or do not kind of focus on making profit. But it is important. I do understand, okay, I want to provide something for the people. I want to give them something and whatsoever, whatever it will be. But if you're not making any, just any profit, you won't be able to serve anybody in the future because you're getting bankrupt. Or you're just having to get bought by someone or bought by someone, which you maybe you do not even want to. And so yeah, so uh, worry about profit from the get-go. Pay people appropriate, appropriately and assure that all your bills and deadlines are met. Don't please don't fuck with the people. Please don't just fuck them off. You know. <sighs> Just be a great boss. You know, if it's your company, if you founded it, if you're just a CEO, whatever. Try to make the company and the culture in the company as good as possible because, you know, it's always like, you know, if there's a team of friends that will definitely work better together than a free with all strangers. It makes sense because it's another culture. You know, it's a group. It is all a team and they understand each other and they know that their needs are somehow met. So why wouldn't you do this? I do think there are so many organizations where just employees are somehow only resources, but it's not, you know, we are all people, we are all individuals, we are resources, yeah, to some degree, in terms of, okay, we have time, we have energy, we can work for someone, but that doesn't mean, and, you know, well, it does mean that you should take care of them, or about them, because the more you take care of them, the more you just uh, solve their problems, the more you take care of their needs, the harder and the more they will work for you, so... Basically, you're working for them. This is something that Gary Vee always is, you know, talking about, and this is always also something that I kind of believe. I I definitely believe in that, and I I also believe in it uh, from different contexts and or perspective. Parenting. I do think that if you're a parent, you're whether 
or rather just somehow living for your kids than your kids living for you. Because you have to do whatever they say. You have to somehow give them food if they're just, you know, crying all day long. You have to just take care of them. You know, all these things, you're basically living for them. And it is quite the same thing as, as being a boss. You know, you have to take care of your employees. If not, they will just really cry and your whole business will be fucked. To some degree. I have to say. <laughs> and yeah, basically you're just working for your employees, but I do not want to waste any time. Make progress, constraints and details. Uh, when pursuing a new idea, it's likely you'll face constraints and restrictions, whether it's regarding time, money, experience or people. I'm sorry. Um, however, Thright and Heinemeyer Hansen explain that these constraints are not necessarily negative. If you look at them from a different perspective, they can be an opportunity, which is always the, the case. You know, at my point of view, at least, there's always the way of looking at it, you know, negatively and looking at it positively. And if you're looking at it positively, like, you know, forcing yourself to look at things positively, whether it's a situation, an object, a gift, whatever it is, if you're just looking at it in a positive way, you will find things that you, you know, that may make, they may make you happy about this. You know, whether it's, okay, I do have a new opportunity that I can pursue or that I can go to, or this is somehow, you know, learning me something. I can learn something from that, which is valuable for my macro, so the big picture, or it's, I don't know, you know, there are so many variables and so many things you can benefit from, even though you basically just fail to do something. Um, uh... Constraints will encourage you to work with less and get creative. You'll also be uh, more aware of not wasting any time and resources. Definitely, I enjoy that. I also enjoy not wasting any resources and for me resource especially is money. Uh, I do just you know think about time as a resource as well, so I do not know why time and resource uh, is something different. Uh, kind of their point of view, I don't know. Maybe it's just for the sake of writing it a little bit. I don't know, better. I do think, by the way, I do just think about whether they sometimes even have to not add. Add is somehow a little bit negative somehow, I don't know. Uh, or if they even have to write it somehow differently because it wasn't just, you know, being readable that nicely or whatsoever. So just for the sake of the book that they actually had to somehow change the... Uh, the, the, the context or change the, the content of the uh, book itself. I don't know. But yeah. Um, the authors also agree that you need to stop worrying about all the finer details early on. Um, and now they're kind of take, talking about, okay, the details and why I shouldn't be just too uh, crippled by the details and or just um, completing the details. Because they say, and I think this is something that makes sense, they say that you should actually just make sure that one certain feature of this product is working perfectly. Um, or, which is basically the next point. No, this is the next point. I'm very sorry. I always mix things up. I'm sorry. But um, I'm I just going to read it. Nevertheless. So don't get too caught up on the nitty-gritty until the generalized plan is complete. Of course, they acknowledge that the details are what makes a difference, but there is no point getting caught up on them in the early stages. 
By getting distracted by small details, you will likely to get distracted from the task at hand and waste precious time. The authors recommend that you get stuck into finalizing get stuck into finalizing the basics and can worry about the details later. I do think this is right, because this kind of leads, or if you're not doing this, this kind of leads to the next problem they will discuss about building a product. Um, but there is a quite uh, a small little quote. Whenever you can, swap, or swap, or I think it's swap. Let's think about it, for let's decide on it, comet so let's think about it. So quote unquote, let's think about it. Uh, for uh, let's decide on it. Commit to making decisions. Don't wait for the perfect solution. Decide and move forward. And then we come to building a product. I'm way faster than the episode before, to be honest. But it makes sense. It totally makes sense. Um, so in building a... Sorry... Very sorry. Now you can stop and go and read through it because I actually just went by it. I'm very sorry. Didn't just realize that the window is turned off. And there is the uh, the little code. But yeah. And in building a product, I basically talk about not having too many features in the product. Or um, it is totally fine if you're having 10, 20, 70, 100, 200, 1000 features in a product. But the problem then would be if you just have a product and it is somehow working not that nicely. What I mean is that you may have 700 different features, but if only 700 are working somehow mediocrely, or if they do even do not even work, then everything is fucked. But if you're having a product with one feature and the feature is so immensely good that it is crushing the whole market, then it is good and it's perfect. So therefore, just do not get caught up in having too many ideas and too many features. But I would say ideas. I'll stick with ideas. Do not try to put as many ideas as possible into one single object. Try to get the base done and then try to add details and details and details and details and features and features and features and features. Um, so when you start anything, which is the quote there, when you start anything new, there are forces pulling you in variety of directions. There's the stuff you could do, the stuff you want to do, and the stuff you have to do. The stuff you have to do is where you should begin, start at the epicenter. I do think the first time where I was quite like, should I even go on with the episode the last time actually? But this episode therefore will be a little shorter because um, for the sake of me being able to do something afterwards as well and me just somehow, I don't know, I don't know, this is just going to be a little shorter. So the epicenter, and this then is a paragraph that is very important, and I somehow flew over it, I didn't understand everything, I kind of just moved on without actually, yeah, without actually thinking more about it than I, than the minimum quite. But yeah, so when explaining the epicenter, Thrite and Heinemann, why do I always say Thrite? It's fright and Heinemann Hansen used the example of a hot dog stand. When getting ready to open, you could focus on the design of the stand, the company name, decor, and what condiments your offer. But what you should really focus on is the hot dog itself. And it makes sense. I do understand that a lot of people get caught up in this in a certain context, definitely. You know? And 
how I'm getting caught up in this is definitely when I'm doing a design and afterwards a presentation. And or, no, let's stick with it. Because often it really comes up to, okay, I'm putting in, let's say, uh, I don't know, it could be 12 hours of 50% energy, which means that I'm quite only just working hard 50%ly somehow. And then I'm putting in quite, I don't know, seven hours, so a little bit or five hours, but I'm just going so deeply in the fucking presentation, for the presentation, sorry, going five hours, but 120% for the presentation, which shouldn't be the case, you know, the presentation is just an asset for the fucking design itself, and I still, which actually kind of happened to me very recently, and because I wanted, wanted to try out something, I just wanted to do something else, and whatsoever, but I could have made just a quick normal presentation and you know instead of that work on my design a little bit more and try to just perfectionize which is a word I hate but just make it a little bit better than it was but yeah business focus Frieden Heyerman Hansen explained that you should build your business about things that will not change makes sense because if nothing is changing then uh, everything is fine with you and you will always be on the market for the market you always be providing great value for the people. The, the problem is, what is not evolving nowadays? You know, I think there, I don't know if there's actually one singular market that's not changing. But yeah, consider what people are looking for in a business or product right now and what they are going to want in 10 years. This concern is what your business should focus on, not temporary thoughts, fads, or things that will change rapidly. They look to Amazon as an example. Amazon's key focus is fast, free shipping and affordable prices. Two things that consumers are always going to want. Now I understand this. It's, it's not quite about the product, but how you're just doing the product. Somehow. You know, even though I do other things. For example, if you're going into the cigarette market, having your own brand will always be just smoked for the next, I think, 100 years. Until it is somehow, you know, until the government comes to the conclusion, okay, I do not want to have so many cancer clients in my fucking country, and I will gonna just, you know, stop them from smoking fucking cigarettes. But the problem is, at least in my country, there are a lot of taxes on these products, so on, on alcohol and, you know, on cigarettes and all these things, and so therefore it's somehow quite impossible for the government and the state to actually so for the government to actually kind of be like no i'm not gonna sell anything of this shit to the people anymore i think this even won't be working or they won't just do it so something that frightened Hyam and the hansen have noticed time and time again is business is becoming obsessed over the finer details what tools or software to use the location of the office and what furniture it's going to have the authors remind us that these are secondary to our business or to your business. You need to remain focused on the core, what people want and how you're going to get in, how you're going to get it to them and make money, which is in brackets and make money. <laughs> um, it's somehow, I don't know why, but it somehow reminds me of people who are actually just thinking about their clothes, thinking about how they look to other people, think how other people will see them if they're driving their Ferrari instead of working on themselves in terms of actually having such a great business and such a great life that they do not have to drink something to escape their life, do not have to play games to escape their life, 
do not have to just somehow buy stupid shit that I actually don't need to escape the life which, yeah, to somehow make a life which isn't theirs. I think you know what I mean or understand what I mean. Launching. Most businesses practitionate the launch of their new product or service for far too long. This is usually down to nerves, fear of failure or a lack of motivation to get started. But Frydenheim and Hansen point out that the reality is that most people have their product or service ready to launch a lot sooner than they realize. They, they emphasize the importance of going to, uh, going to market as soon as it is ready to go. Don't get caught up in anything else. The focus should be getting your product service out there and making money. Definitely important. And I would say that a lot of people, and you know, Gary Vee was talking about it as well, that it seems actually to be the case that a lot of people are just you know, kind of trying to get the best, uh, the best start, the best release, the best establishment, you know, what's so fucking ever. Even though it is just like, you know, why don't you put it out? Why don't you? Don't make a fucking release. I think especially, I do to some degree understand it in terms of actually building some tension and just then releasing it and or relieving it, sorry. Uh, the problem is, if then your product is pretty shitty, then you are fucked. Because your audience hates you. It's, do you know, uh, No Man's Sky, which is a game, it was such an open world game and, you know, it was marketed so, not heavily, but so... In terms of actually just at the end viewing the product or presenting the product as something that that it wasn't. You know, they said, okay, you can do so much things and at the end you weren't able to. And this really fucked with the people and the people were pretty angry about it. And because, I don't know, you know, the, the, the game itself wasn't even just ready for playing. They somehow just really maybe got caught up in things that didn't matter. Maybe they get caught up in actually marketing the product rather than producing it. It could actually be the case if I'm just, you know, thinking about it right now. But yeah. Uh, I think this is actually one of the shortest episodes I've ever done. And the thing is, I should focus more on actually enjoying the things. Enjoying what I'm doing right now. And because I'm, I'm actually enjoying it. And, but I have to re remind myself sometimes. And this is actually one of the days... That I just have to solve myself, say, say myself, you know what, you can do that. And this can get to somewhere and you can help a lot of people. And I'm hoping I'm doing this as well. I really hope. I really deeply hope. But yeah, uh, with that being said, I hope you have the best health, wealth, happiness and success. But do not stop, do not, uh, stop to think about your legacy and about giving back to the people that are maybe giving something to you or even not. Just give and give and give and give and give and give. With that being said, I'll see you the next time.